the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. And he tells Peter specifically the first fish he catches will have a coin in its mouth. And that coin will be exactly enough to pay the temple tax for both Jesus and Peter. Jesus will provide exactly what they need. It's not going to be half the money needed. Now, Peter's got to get the other half somehow. It's not going to be 10 times what they need. It's going to be exactly what is needed. Jesus knows how to give us exactly what we need when we need it. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where the odds seem insurmountable? Perhaps a sudden illness or a financial crisis. It's easy to feel alone in those moments, but it's important to remember that Jesus Christ is always with us. In today's message, Pastor Dan reminds us that God's plan for our lives is intentional, even when we can't see a way out of our struggles. Despite feeling trapped and hopeless, we can trust that God is present with us and will guide us through our challenges. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 17 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So again, look at verse 24. Those who received the temple tax, they came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? This was a controversial thing. Some Jews, like the Essenes, said, we're not paying that and refused to pay it. So it was a controversial thing. And Peter said, yes, of course he does. Peter probably should have checked with Jesus first instead of answering for him. Now watch what happens in verse 25. And when he had come into the house, so he goes back home, his own home. Jesus is living there. Jesus anticipated him saying, what do you think, Simon? (laughs) From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes from their sons or from strangers? And Peter said to him, well, from strangers. And Jesus said to him, well, then the sons Are free. And here he's talking about earthly kings. Earthly kings taxed their subjects that lived in their kingdom, but they didn't tax their own children. They wouldn't tax their own sons or their own daughters. I'll show you an example of this in the scriptures if you want to turn with me back to 1 Samuel chapter 17, keeping your finger here in Matthew. But in 1 Samuel 17, a very well-known story that probably most of us, or if not all of us know, here is the story of David and Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, verse 19. 1 Samuel 17, 19. It says, Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. 
So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, and took the things, and went as Jesse had commanded him, his father. He was to bring supplies to his brothers that were with Saul's army and check on them. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to the fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army, and David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words, so David heard them. So Goliath would go out every day, challenge the Israeli army to send out their best man, giant against giant. Now, who was the giant for Israel? Saul. Remember, Saul was head and shoulders above everybody else in Israel. Saul is Israel's giant. But he's afraid. Remember when they appointed Saul to be king? They said, our king will go out and fight for us. Well, here you go. Now you're on the battlefield and their king is afraid to go out and fight. And so verse 24, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel, look at verse 25, said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter to marry, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. There you go. There it is. The king has offered anybody who's willing to go out and fight against this giant of the Philistines, he will give him great riches, he'll pay him, He'll give him his daughter to marry. So now he's in the family, the royal family. And because he's now in the royal family, his father's house will be exempt from paying taxes. Because a child of the king doesn't have to pay taxes. He's exempt from the taxes. Now, go back to Matthew 17. A king does not tax his own children. The children are exempt. And here's what Jesus is declaring here with this statement. He's declaring he's the son of God. And since he is the son of God, he is exempt from paying the temple tax. Again, the temple tax originated from Exodus chapter 30. And when you look back in Exodus chapter 30, you see that it says the tax was paid to the Lord. It's paid to Jehovah. It's paid to God for the upkeep of God's house as the son of God. Jesus Christ is therefore exempt Because the sons are free. The sons of the king don't have to pay taxes. If you remember in John chapter 2, when Jesus cleared the temple of those who bought and sold items and the money changers, if you remember what Jesus said, he said, do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. He said, this is my father's house. He's the son of God. The temple is God's house. Therefore, he does not have to pay this temple tax. So Jesus is making a very profound statement here of his deity. He's the son of God, which also means he's equal with God. And the Jews knew that when Jesus said he was the son of God, he was claiming to be equal with God or he was claiming to be divine. 
And I want to show you a couple examples of that. Turn over to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Look at John chapter 5, verse 17. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. And so when we say that Jesus was the son of God, it's, it's actually, it's, he's equal with God. He is God. It's a declaration of his deity. And they wanted to kill him for that. Now turn over to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse uh, 22. John 10, 22. Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple. So he's in the temple. In Solomon's porch, which was just a covered portico there in the temple courts. And then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, if you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice And I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I'm one and the same with the Father. Look at verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. They want to kill him for what he just said. Jesus answered them, many good works I have shown you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? Then the Jews answered him saying, for a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself God. When did he make himself God? When he said, I and my father are one. So when he says that he's the son of God, he's actually declaring his deity. If you go back to the passage again in Matthew 17, Jesus says the sons are free. They don't have to pay the tax. He's the son of God. And notice, look at the passage again. He said the sons are free, not the son as in one. He's not just talking about himself here. The sons are free, plural. Look at verse 27. Jesus says to Peter, lest we offend them. He says we. He's including Peter as a son of God. Now the Bible says we also have become children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. We have. Us. You and me. Look around the room. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ... You're a child of God. We who were once, the Bible says, dead in our trespasses and sins. We who were separated from God by our sins. We who the Bible says were alienated from God and enemies of God because of our wicked works. We who the Bible says were once without hope, without God, and just living in this world. Now, through Jesus Christ, we've been forgiven of our sins. We've been made alive spiritually, and we've become children of God. Through faith. Turn with me over to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 10. John chapter 1, verse 10. 
It says he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Verse 12. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Those who receive Jesus Christ and believe in his name are given the right to become children of God. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The children of God are born into God's family. Look at what it says. A a child of God is born not of blood. That means not of natural childbirth. You're not a Christian because you were born into a Christian family. Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. You can't just will your way into the family of God, nor of the will of man. Some man cannot declare, some person cannot declare that you are a child of God. He says, but of God, you must be born of God to become a child of God. That is, you must be born again. That's how you become a child of God. You must be born again. Jesus said, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. If you're not born again, you're not a child of God. Once you're born again, you become a child of God. And anyone who receives him and believes in him is born of God and has the right to become a child of God. Now turn with me over to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. Look what it says. Romans eight sixteen. The spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Himself. Bears witness with our spirit. That we are children of God. Listen. Once you're born again. The Holy Spirit of God comes to dwell in you. You're indwelt with the Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in you now, as it says here, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And look what it says in the next verse. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We are children of God. When we're born again, we become children of God. And it says in verse 17, we're heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We have this inheritance now as children of God. Right? Peter talks about that inheritance that we have waiting for us, reserved in heaven. Right, And, and we're, we are going to be made into a kingdom of priests with him. We're heirs 
with him. Right? And so we're children. We've become children of God by being born again. And now we're the children of God and we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We have a portion now in his kingdom. An inheritance with him. I love what John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the children of God. Us. People who were dead in their trespasses and sins and living a life of rebellion. And now we've been made children of God once his enemies. And now we're children of God and heirs of God. So turn with me back to Matthew 17. Jesus says the sons are free. The sons don't have to pay. He's a son. Peter's a son. Verse 27. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Even though Jesus was exempt from this tax, he's going to pay it. Why would he ever do that? To not offend them, to not stumble anyone. Not everyone realized Jesus was the son of God. And so he doesn't want to offend anyone. So to avoid offense, Jesus just paid the tax. I'm reminded here of what Paul would write in 1 Corinthians, where he says in 1 Corinthians 9, you don't have to turn there, but 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews, I became as a Jew that I might win the Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law. Not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ. That I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake. That's what Jesus is doing here. He wants an opportunity to reveal himself to those who don't realize who he is yet. And he doesn't want to offend them by not paying this tax, even though he doesn't have to pay this tax because he's a son. But he doesn't want to close that door. So he just goes ahead and he pays the tax. But look what he does. Look at the instruction he gives to Peter. He tells Peter to go fishing. Now, this is the only time in the Bible that we see fishing with a hook. Instead of nets. Archaeologists, when they excavated Peter's house in Capernaum, they found fishing hooks in the rocks of the floor in his house. And so he's going to go catch this fish with a hook and some kind of bait. You know, if you, if you go to Israel today and when you're in the Galilee, there's many restaurants there that serve something called St. Peter's Fish. And, uh, you know, you'll pay 20 bucks for a $2 tilapia Because it's St. Peter's fish. And they'll tell you, this is the kind of fish that Peter caught. That had the coin in its mouth. And you get to eat St. Peter's fish. The fish they serve you in the Galilee only eats plankton and algae. You can't catch it with a hook. They're lying to you. It's, It's a huge outrage, in my opinion, that they do this to tourists. And my wife, when we go to Israel, is like, just let the people eat fish. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, just let them in. It is a big deal. They're lying to us. And note here that Jesus doesn't just make the money miraculously appear in Peter's wallet. Right? You hear people kind of talk that way. Peter, just look in your wallet. You'll find the money. 
No, Peter's got to do some work here to get the money. He's got to obey the Lord, and he's going to do the work necessary to find the money. That's how the Lord works. He's not going to just make it appear in your wallet, most likely. I'm not saying he can't. But where's the faith in that? You know how much faith it takes to go fishing? You think you're actually going to catch something? And then you're going to catch a fish that's going to have a coin in its mouth? He tells Peter to cast in a hook. And he tells Peter, I, I like this. I like to fish. And he tells Peter specifically, the first fish he catches will have a coin in its mouth. And that coin will be exactly enough to pay the temple tax for both Jesus and Peter. Jesus will provide exactly what they need. It's not going to be half the money needed. Now, Peter's got to get the other half somehow. It's not going to be 10 times what they need. It's going to be exactly what is needed. Jesus knows how to give us exactly what we need when we need it. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, Paul writes, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He knows what you need. Jesus even said, your father knows your need before you ask. And he will give you exactly what you need when you need it. On tax day here, Peter is able to go out, cast a line by faith, obeying the Lord. This is what Jesus told him to do doing the work that's necessary. The first fish he catches has this coin in its mouth that is the equivalent of the temple tax for Jesus and Peter. Now, in today's dollars, this would be about $1,000. Like I said, I like to fish. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Peter kept fishing after he caught that first fish. You catch a fish with a 1000 bucks in its mouth, you're going to keep fishing. And every time you... Fish, you're going to go back to that exact same spot. Because I caught a fish here once that had $1,000 in its mouth. This is the luckiest spot on all the Sea of Galilee. I'm going to fish right here. Even if you never catch another fish at that spot, you're always going to go back to that spot. Because one time you caught a fish there that had $1,000 in its mouth. And so Peter caught this fish. He's able to pay the temple tax for both Jesus and himself. So Jesus here... He didn't owe the price, but he paid it. And he paid for Peter as well. He paid the price that Peter owed. It's a picture of redemption. Jesus paid a debt he didn't owe because we had a debt we couldn't pay. Jesus was without sin, and he gave his life for us, sinners. And he paid the debt of our sin that we couldn't pay with his own life. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you, Jesus, that you came. We thank you, Lord, that even though you were despised and rejected, Lord, you came. You knew that you would be despised and rejected. You knew that you would be betrayed and killed. But you came anyways. You offered yourself. Lord, you were the perfect spotless lamb, without spot, without blemish, without sin, and you offered yourself in our place to pay for our sin, to pay our debt that we could never pay. And we thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen. He asked me how I know 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.